0: All right, uh, let's uh, let's get to your. Uh, it's uh, excuse me. This will be your Jazz Insider report, uh, brought to you by A R U P Blood Services. Help save lives in Utah with A R U P Blood Services. One hundred donors a day are needed each day to help local Utah patient, patients in need. Is today the day you will save a life with A R U P? Uh, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line, lease any uh, phone, and get an iPad or Samsung tab for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Of course, former jazz man, the great Brian Russell, with us here on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Brian, thank you very much for a few minutes. Happy holidays. Oh, How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Happy holidays to you as well.
0: Hey, uh, we appreciate you coming on. You're going to be in town. You're going to be at the Stars game at the arena Coming up tomorrow night, uh, signing autographs, and uh, you you know the stars have won 13 consecutive games. They're red hot. Would encourage folks to get out there. But when was the last time you were back at the arena, Brian? Have you seen it since it's been renovated?
1: No, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, the last time I've been back out there was ooh summertime. Okay, sometime in the summer, I did event. Actually, you know what it was? I was out there for the. the booster thing, you know, where they had to do a dinner and all of that stuff, I was there.
0: Well, let's take a, a little walk down memory, uh, memory lane, Brian, because they're, they're, um, we your name actually came up in the pre-half and post-game the other day because there's uh, some jazz players, and we were talking about Royce O'Neal, who's played his way into the rotation and, and uh, really an impact player on this current jazz team because he's a defensive guy who can also knock down some threes. And, Gordon, we were thinking, hmm, whose, career, kind of you of whose career does that sound like? <laughs> uh, but talk about, you know— playing your way onto the roster under Jerry with hard-nosed defense and some sharp shooting.
1: Well, when I got drafted, I always thought I was going to make it. And I was like, you know what? It's an uphill battle, but I'm up for the challenge. And then uh, David Benoit got hurt. And I was like, yes, here it comes. Here it comes. So I end up starting. And then when he got well, I sat on the bench and I was like, hey, hey it's supposed to happen like this. I'm doing pretty good. But it was a lesson learned that Jerry Sloan was like, hey, you know, my veteran back, so I need him. But I always thought, no, I'm the best man. I'm the best man for the job. Jerry, give it back to me. But lessons was learned. Patience was impatient at first, and then when I got that big shot, I never looked back. So Jerry Sloan has taught me so much as a basketball player and as a young man coming up.
2: Brian, uh, where did you get your confidence to be able to overcome that kind of challenge? Uh, A lot of guys might wilt away.
1: Well, the confidence comes within yourself. If you know you can do it, and if you say, I know I'm, I'm not better than, but I know I can produce just as much as this person and probably even do a little extra on the side because of the other little tangibles that I can do. So I just kept on fighting and kept on fighting. And every time something came up that I couldn't do, you can guarantee the next year I came back and did it and was good at it.
0: Brian Russell with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You know, it takes special players to make special teams, and and those two years that you guys went to the finals were were certainly special, and you guys were great. But I would imagine different great teams have different aspects that make them great. What was it about those couple of teams that was special and made those teams great in your mind? It was the bonding. It was the family bonding. I mean, it's like...
1: Stocking was my... Oldest brother, you know I had fifteen of them, and Doctor Malone and we became so close. It was like, how could we not? How could we not win? How could we not put up good numbers? How could we not get to the finals with this team, with this pick and roll, with this Jeff Hornacek and Brian Russell, and all the other other players on the team? I was like, we got this. We got this. And the confidence just grew, grew, and grew.
2: Ryan, can you even imagine what you might be able to do in today's game as far as the emphasis now on a three-point shot? I mean, can you imagine putting up 10, 15
1: three-pointers a game? <laughs> if I can imagine it, but I wouldn't do it because I know I wouldn't settle with the defense that they're playing nowadays. I think I average Jordan-like numbers. I probably wouldn't. Really? I would average about twenty-seven. <laughs> Do, are you are you being serious?
2: You think you could uh, you could make that kind of impact?
1: Oh, without a doubt, because I'm I'm looking at these teams. They don't play defense. So if you're gonna let me go, and I'm not gonna settle. I, I didn't settle as a Jazz. I, I, I took the shot that was given to me, but I always drove to the basket. I watched players. Shooting nothing but threes now.
0: Do you like the way it's evolved? There's no question it's different, and there's no question the physicality has been kind of legislated out of the game, and it's 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 totally different. But do you like where it's gone? Is it a, an exciting brand of basketball to you, or do you wish it was more of that rough and tumble?
1: Well, it's the new era, <clears throat> and and you got to change with you know with the era. It's the new millennium, and. You know the money's greater, so the money's gonna make players take time off because they need a rest. You know they load management minutes, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> but I mean, you gotta invest. You gotta you know protect your investment, and I, and I understand change. I understand that it it uh, went that route, but for me, I would love to see more physical basketball.
2: Brian can you give us a little glimpse uh, as far as on the inside what was going on with the teams you played on with the jazz? Do you have any funny anecdotes, any funny stories something that that people might not know that happened you know in private moments with the team uh, that you might be able to share with us after all these things 20 years later can you tell give us the truth about some
1: of this stuff? Uh, I I tell on myself, I was the biggest jokester on the team. I had from Terry Clark all the way on up to Jerry Sloan to Judy Adams. I had everybody laughing. You know, they, they wonder, well, how could you be so funny and play so hard? I'm like, because I enjoy it. You know, a lot of people didn't. I enjoyed the game. I never took it serious, but I did take it serious because I believed my job was a serious job but I always wanted to have fun with my job. So and, what prank did you pull, Brian? Uh, putting sugar in somebody's drink. <laughs> you know, somebody go to sleep on the plane, I put some toothpaste on their lips or put some hot sauce. Or something. <laughs> I mean, I did some crazy things. I did some crazy, but nothing too where somebody wakes up and get mad because we all play jokes on each other. But, I mean, you know who to play and what time and when to play it.
0: Brian Russell with us here on on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Brian, you know, of course, we all love Jerry Sloan, and he's still uh, a member of our community and, uh, you know, all look back fondly in our time uh, working with him. Tell us in your words, what was it like playing for Jerry?
1: I would say Jerry Sloan was the best coach that I've had. He, he taught me. He taught me how to be a player. He taught me how to become a young man in the NBA, where it's crazy. And um, <clears throat> I hated way it went. It's like I played and I sat down. I played and I sat down. But it, it taught me how to become a better team player. How to understand that? Hey, come young man, and when it comes, take advantage of it. And sure enough, I did.
2: How about sure playing enough. with Carl how about playing with Carl Malone?
1: What was uh, what was that like? Well, I know I felt like a couple of players on the other team sometimes when I caught one of those elbows. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, when you when you when you got someone that is as good as Carl Malone, when you know he's gonna deliver day in and I will ride through a forest fire with him. and John Stockton as well and Jerry Sloan as the head of our 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 army I wouldn't the way I I would do it all over
0: I think we think we may have lost Brian we'll see if we can't uh, get a little bit better connection uh, better connection with him you know, it's amazing how many players you know play for Jerry and then just say he was the best coach they've ever played for. You know, years back, uh-huh. looking at it in the rearview mirror, the the one who who said that who that honestly surprised me the most was when Deshaun Stevenson was talking about how he did not appreciate what he was learning from from Jerry and uh, Brian. You're back and you were you were talking about playing with Carl. Please continue your thought. Well, no,
1: I was I was saying that there's no one. That I wouldn't. I would go through a forest fire with Carl Malone because I knew he would get the job done. He made me a better player. He made me run harder. He stayed on me just as much as Jerry Sloan did. And and as John Stockton, Carl Malone, and Jerry Sloan, that's 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 the people I would want to go to war with.
2: I remember Brian before one playoff series, uh, Carl was talking about. Uh, the keys to Jazz victory, and he put the pressure on you. Do you remember that? Oh. He, sa- he said, this is, this, this is coming down to Brian Russell and what he's able to do. And I thought, wow, I wonder how Brian feels about that.
1: Well, he, he knew I took it serious, though. Whenever that challenge came up, I tried my best. And and I knew, I you know, in the finals, I gave it my all. You know, I kind of pretty much knew what Mike was going to do. I just didn't know he was going to put that hand out and get that extra push off because I was ahead of him in, in, in the whole situation. But I, I loved that challenge. And that was one of those challenges. called like, okay, it's time to step up now. Do your, what do your it, job, B.
2: What, what does it feel like to be a part of one of the most iconic plays in the history of the NBA on, on that play that you mentioned with Jordan – with the push off and uh, then the the game winning shot, uh, what what feelings do you have when people bring that up to you?
1: Uh, I really don't. I just think that that was probably some of the best basketball play ever in the what sixty seventy eighty years of basketball. There's I mean I, that that was some classic moment that never been never ever ever be forgotten. It was probably one of the or maybe one of the best series of final and I just happened to be a part of that. And then I was in this Hall of Fame speech, so, you know, I got to him, so.
0: Yeah, talk about that a little bit, Brian. Was that, that was so weird to me when he brought you up in the Hall of Fame speech, you know. I couldn't help but thinking, like, Michael, you won six titles, man. you. You could let it go. Was that weird for you? <laughs>
1: no, when he brought it up, I was like, "Wow!" I mean, you know, that means for me, that means Mike respected my game. Because there's a lot of people that came before me that played defense on him, but not quite like myself.
2: You know, that's sort of an interesting point, Brian, because. Jordan was such a, such a player of such magnitude that it seems like some opponents would sh- shrink away from him because he was – and he didn't respect that. He respected guys that would uh, do everything but mug him in order to stop him.
1: Uh, like, I always took it as a challenge. You push me, I'm going to push back. You kick me, I'm going to kick a little harder. I mean, I know you got the mother three stripes on your team, but – Hey, I'm going to give you everything Brian Russell can give you. And I think he liked that challenge.
2: Yeah.
0: Brian Russell is with us, 97.5 in twelve eighty, the zone. And Brian's going to be in town tomorrow night at Vivint Smart Home Arena for the Stars game. He's going to be uh, signing some autographs. And since you're going to be at a, a G League event, Brian, you know, there wasn't a developmental league when, when you started. What do you think about the, the concept and what the NBA is trying to do with this G League and, and to develop young players who maybe fall through the cracks for one reason or another?
1: I love it because it gives opportunities for other basketball players that didn't get drafted and didn't go as one of those top free agents or didn't get, you know, picking in the top 100. I mean, it gives different looks. I'm glad I wasn't ever playing in the G League, thank goodness. <laughs> but I think the opportunity is great, and I hope, I hope it goes on forever because it gives guys chances to try to make it to the NBA.
2: Brian, I'll tell you, speaking of uh, signing autographs, it always uh, reminds me of I, – I never got autographs from anybody. Uh, I just It was unprofessional from, from me covering the team. But once my wife got loose with my one of my young daughters at the time, they had a basketball that they got at the game,
1: <laughs> and, <laughs>
2: and they brought the ball over to Brian. Uh, they, somehow they got down in the tunnel down there. I don't know how that happened. But they went over and got Brian's autograph on the ball. But I think the marker you had, Brian, was sort of light, and it wouldn't – it didn't your, – your name was there, but it was – you couldn't really see it real clear. And so my wife decided later to take a pen and trace over the autograph with a darker <laughs> marker, and I said to her, I said, you know, that kind of cancels out uh, Brian's, you know, autograph there, doesn't it? She had no clue about that. But anyway, I always got a <laughs> kick out of
1: that. Hey, that you knew I'd never turn down an autograph for anybody, too. I always thought that, you know, hey, this this is who made me. You know, this, these are my fans. How can I say no to my fans? That's I did incredible. sometimes, though, but not not a lot.
2: What do you think when you see guys like Donovan Mitchell these days interacting with the fans so much, Brian? Because, I mean, he's giving his jerseys away. He's giving shoes away. He's signing autographs left and right. That must, uh, that must. Uh, knowing your attitude, that must feel good to see young players doing that.
1: Oh, I wish I could have done that. I wish... I wish Larry Miller be like, okay, go ahead, Brian, get your jersey. away. We're not on the budget anymore. Go ahead, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I love to see that, in all the players do it. I mean, you know, it's you, you know these people come watch you play, and your reward. Let's give them something. So give them a jersey, give them some shoes, give them a wristband. You know, that is that's that's amazing, and I'm glad that you know a lot of them is doing it nowadays.
0: Brian, not sure how much you, opportunity you get to watch the Jazz, but do you have any thoughts on this year's team and and Donovan Mitchell and what he's doing?
1: I, I love his game. I, I watched him play last night when they beat Portland. That was <clears throat> I was I was like, okay, then throwback jerseys on too. I need well, I need a couple more of those. I hope they got some Brian Russells when I get down there. But no, I like the whole team. I can't wait for um Conley to get back so they can gel even better so they can I I want to see them make that big push in the playoffs. I want them to, you know, get that feeling again. And and I think it'll be a great moment in sports if the Jazz get back there. Brian,
2: I can't let you get away without uh let's play word association. Let me say a word and I want to get the first <laughs> thought that comes to your mind, okay? You got it. Greg poster tag funny <laughs> what was it like playing
1: with that guy man you know back then before he got his two front teeth fixed he used to always take them out and, and you know that's the funniest moment of any you know when he get mad he get nervous and pull them teeth out i'm like Boys, who knocked your teeth out? <laughs> Boy, I'm telling you, who did that? Let me go find the guy that knocked the big guy teeth out like that.
2: Do you have any life lessons from the game? I'm, I'm sure you have many, but when speaking of Ostertag there, we had him on the show uh, a few years ago, and he said – That uh, he had some regrets that he didn't put forth the effort to become the player that he thought he could have become. I thought those were sad words, but uh, I thought that also (laughs) indicated some real growth and self awareness on his part as far as maturity goes. What did the game teach you?
1: The game taught me to come out and play your hardest because, you know, your minute's not promised to you tomorrow. So I came out and I played and. I played like it was the last time I was ever going to play basketball. So I think that, that motivation kept me motivated. And I always wanted to stop the person that Jerry Sloan put in front of me. Like, go get him, Brian. And I was like, okay, I'm going to show you why I'm Mr. Brian Demetrius Russell right now. I'm going to D somebody up. and You know, that that made Jerry Sloan happy because he's a defensive coach. And did that bless the rest of your life? Mm, mm, yeah I mean I stuck around for 13 years so and then I developed better and better each year so it was a blessing to get that first shot
0: well Brian it's been a great pleasure to have you on the show tonight we really appreciate it looking forward to seeing you in town coming up tomorrow night at the arena
1: I'll definitely see y'all tomorrow and it's a pleasure and I had a great time chatting with you guys on the show
0: Thanks, Brian. Yep. Hey, that was fun, Brian Russell. uh, Of course, Jazz great, and he's going to be at the Stars uh, game coming up tomorrow night. That's going to be at Vivint Smart Home Arena. It is Superhero Night, and then the game tonight is at Bruin Arena at Salt Lake Community College, and tonight is Star Wars Night. Out there, so make sure and uh, and grab your tickets. SLCStars dot com. We have some tickets to Saturday night's game down here at the Warehouse, nineteen sixty seven South three hundred West.
2: And let me just throw this out there: this team, the Stars team, would beat every college team in the land. Uh, they are that good, and they're winning. And so that combination, you think, would be of great interest to uh, to basketball fans here in this market, jazz fans, uh, basketball fans. Go out and watch that team play. They are good. They are really, really good. They may be the best uh, team in the G League. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a nice family experience as well.
0: All right. We'll have more of The Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.